0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beyond the Mic. Beyond the Mic is a weekly interactive talk show where I'll be covering everything women's wrestling related for WWE programming. Much like most weeks, I have very special guests, but unfortunately, due to technical difficulties, the guests that I plan on having couldn't record with me. We're going to push that episode to next week, so hopefully they can record with us and hope you guys enjoy the guests that I have in store for you next week. Um, This week is just going to be me, myself, and I, so sit back and enjoy the show. We're going to start off with Monday Night Raw. Um, Monday Night Raw kicked off with Zelina Vega addressing the Montez Ford poisoning accusations. I thought this was cool. Um, Zelina's really a star on the mic, and I really love when she gets the opportunity to showcase her skills. And what was even better after this is we got a match with Bianca Belair, and we never get Zelina matches. So it was definitely a treat. Um, They got a good amount of time, which I was surprised, and they definitely put on a really good match. Um, Bianca Belair ended up picking up the victory after, and then had a post-match interview with Charlie Caruso, I believe, basically saying how she knew that Zelina was the one that poisoned her husband Montez, despite denying the accusations. So I'm curious to see if this story will go anywhere, or if this was just like a little side feud that they were going to do. Um, after this, we have the return of Mickey James, um where she was interrupted by the team of Natalia and Lana um uh, i would i i have to say I was a little disappointed with this since they announced Mickey James' return, and I didn't expect it to be in a little backstage segment. I was at least expecting it to be a promo or something in the ring, so it was a little disappointed, but you know beggars can't be choosers, I guess. Um, I really like this team of Natty and Lana they're like giving me bratty social media influencer vibes, which I really like and um they're just so they're like the team you really want to hate because like those social media people really get under your skin, so I'm happy that they're branching out into that type of character because it's like it's annoying and that's the whole point of it so they're doing really good with what they're given so far, so hopefully they can prosper and Maybe become a legitimate tag team and challenge for the tag titles down the line. Who knows? Um, After this, um, we have the return. Well, not return, but recently, um, former Bachelor contestant and Bachelor in Paradise contestant, Demi. um, She, Demi Brunette she's been having little backstage flirty segments with people like Ivar and Angel Garza, and we had that last week, or this week, technically is when this is being recorded, but we had that, and she was having a little flirtiness with Ivar, which I thought was really funny. Um, A lot of people are, like, annoyed that they're bringing someone like her to do these, like, backstage segments because she's quote-unquote, stealing time from legitimate superstars, but I don't see a problem with it at all. Either way, this segment was going to happen, no matter if they put Charlie Caruso in it, Caleb Braxton, or Demi, so I have no problem with her being featured. Plus, I loved her on both her Bachelor seasons, so it was really a nice treat to see her, and hopefully she keeps returning. I'm wondering if if she has, like, a contract or something that she signed, because she's been showing up a lot recently and she's making it, like, weekly appearances, so I'd be happy, I'd be surprised if she signed a contract, I don't know if she would be, like, a backstage segment person, interviewer, I don't think she would be in-ring contestant, but honestly, it'd be really cool to see. Uh, After this, we had a tag team match, oh, no, not a tag team match, we had, no, yes, it wasn't, no, it wasn't, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so confused, like, this week had, like, me, like, all messed up, it was a singles match between Peyton Royce and Liv Morgan, um, with Peyton Royce picking up the victory, um, obviously, I was upset by this outcome, being a Liv Morgan fan, but, um, I think it adds to the storyline of Ruby and Liv still needing to trust each other and gain each other's, um, I guess trust overall to become, like, the unstoppable team that they should have been years ago, but unfortunately, WWE didn't book them to be that, so, yeah, up next, um, we have, where is it, we have Asuka versus Bailey, and basically if Asuka wins, she challenges Sasha Banks to the Raw Women's Championship at SummerSlam, um, clearly Asuka beats Bailey in an exciting match. I think they have pretty good chemistry and put on, um, fun matches for us. Um, so we're going to have Sasha face Asuka for the Raw Women's title. It was kind of predictable this was going to happen since Oscar, um, Sasha got away with like a cheap victory both times in order to win the title, so it should be a fun match though. They do, they do have chemistry, but I feel like WWE overdoes their matches to, I feel like there's a point where it gets me less excited because we've just been seeing them for weeks on end. Um, after this, we had Raw Underground. Um, Shayna Baszler made an appearance and basically demolished three girls. Um, I like her on Raw Underground, to be honest. Um, it's she's like really in her element of like MMA style, and I think she could showcase that more rather than being in a WWE ring for like an actual match. So I like her on this. I hope that she continues to be featured on this because I think she's like she's seen more as a legitimate force if she's on Underground opposed to regular programming. Uh, after Raw, we move over to Wednesday Night NXT, and we have Scarlett Bordeaux and Karrion Kross um, basically challenging Keith Lee. Um, if I'm being honest, I really only paid attention to Scarlett with her, what she did with her like witchcraft fire book thing. I thought that was awesome. I'm surprised on how they pulled that off. But um, I'm really loving Scarlet. She has this, like, mysterious vibe to her that I find really intriguing. And I'm fine with her being a valet for the time being. Obviously, I think everyone wants to see her, what she can do in the ring, because we've seen her in other promotions like Impact and other stuff. But right now, I'm liking what she's providing us. So I don't have a problem with her being the valet. Um, After we get a Dakota Kai video package, I guess teasing for... Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai for um at TakeOver. Um, I'm excited for this match. It kind of felt in the promo package that Dakota was like leaning towards more of the face route. So I was a little confused. And I was surprised that we didn't see Raquel Gonzalez in this package. Not to my belief. Um, I'm surprised that like, she wasn't mentioned. So I'm wondering how she's going to... I definitely think she's going to play a part if she's not ringside at TakeOver. If she's not ringside at TakeOver, she's definitely interfering in some capacity. Because they're not going to leave her out of it, especially if Dakota is playing the heel role. Um, it's a no-brainer to have Raquel there to interrupt. After, we have Indy Hartwell versus Mia Yim in a match. Um, it was a fun match, I guess. Nothing super special. I did enjoy um, Mia's new finisher, um, new submission. That seemed really cool. and uh, I do like... Um, indie, Hartwell. She has a lot of attributes that I find in a f- person that I root for, and I feel... Just give her, like, a designated gimmick and some mic time, and I think that she's golden. She really is, like, a star, and, like, my eyes are just drawn to her. So I really enjoy her, and I hope that we can see more from her in the future. And I'm glad that we are, because we are seeing her more on programming. Um, So good for her. Um, Next, we had... Tag team match with Mercedes Martinez and Aaliyah with Robert Stone versus Team Ninja, which is Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Um, Mercedes and Aaliyah pick up the victory uh, in a really fun match, Have to be honest. like Tag team matches, I find boring the majority of the time just because I feel like it's the same stuff that we see. But these people provided like really fun spots, and they were just had really good chemistry together, and I wasn't expecting that. Um, I wouldn't mind either of these teams challenging for the tag titles, to be honest. Aaliyah and Mercedes gives me like Nia Jax and even Marie vibes. Um, I really like like the whole coward meets like brutal force that they're going with this. I don't see Mercedes being in the Robert Stone brand forever. I definitely feel like sooner rather than later, she's just going to attack both Aaliyah and Robert and withdraw. But um, I like what they're providing us for the time being. Um, what's next? Oh, and after this match, we had um, Shafti Blackheart and Rhea Ripley um, attack Aaliyah and Mercedes. So obviously they're teasing some sort of story between these ladies Um, and I'm excited to see I think it's important that we have more mid-card stories and if I'm being honest we have been getting a lot of mid-card stories from Naomi and Lacey to Aaliyah, Mercedes, um, Rhea and Shotzi, um, Bianca and Zelina and Mickey, Lana, Tamina, The Iconics and Liv and Ruby and like so many more so they're definitely doing good with what they have right now. and then last on NXT, we had a weird video package from the Garganos, and I really didn't understand the purpose of this, Candice was, like, so hung up on Tegan, and I was just confused, like, I don't know, it just didn't, it was weird, it was, like, it just didn't make sense, because, like, they've barely been, like, teasing that angle, and, like, all of a sudden, she's just, like, talking about Tegan again, like, Tegan's in the past for her, if it, if, if it was up to me, but. Yeah, so after this, we transitioned into the last show of the week, which would be Friday Night SmackDown. And we had, in my opinion, one of the most disappointing outcomes to a exciting, hyped-up match. I love Battle Royals, and I love everything about them. Um, I really wish we see more Battle Royals, but I feel like we never do. Um, I was really excited to see people like. Live and Ruby clash with Bianca and, like, some girls from SmackDown, but we didn't get that. Um, Asuka came out and declared herself, like, in the Battle Royale, which I thought was pointless because she's already challenging for the Raw title at SummerSlam, and ultimately Asuka eliminates Sheena Baszler, and she is now challenging for the SmackDown Women title at SummerSlam as well. I was extremely disappointed in this. Um, it was like dangling a carrot in front of your face and, like, ripping it away. There were so many great outcomes that could have happened, and yet you have someone who's been pushed to complete stardom during this whole COVID era win and challenge for two titles at SummerSlam. It not only devalues the rest of the women's division, but it makes the match that much less exciting to watch and the card more boring, in my opinion. You could have had someone like Naomi win, Bianca win, or even a wild card like um, someone like Dana win. I feel like there's so many options. And they went with the most boring and basic one. Not devaluing Asuka's talent because she's a great talent. She's great on the mic. She's great in the ring. But when you're used so much and you're seeing the same stuff each week, it makes the person that you're watching, you don't want to watch them. Simple as that. So I was really disappointed by this and it really just, Killed my mood for the rest of the night. But um, next, which was exciting news, we had Mandy Rose in a backstage promo, and she challenges Sonya Deville to a hair versus hair match at Summerslam. Um, just like, despite the rumors of like everyone that was saying like there was gonna be a hair versus hair match on like ringside news and stuff, I didn't really believe it. But I'm so happy that it's true. This match is gonna be so fun. It's so different. Although the outcome does seem a little obvious that Sonia will be the one to get her head shaved since Sonia already cut Mandy's hair, plus Mandy doesn't seem like the one that would voluntarily cut shave her head, Um, it's still going to be a fun match. I do think, though, that there is going to be a twist. Um, For instance, um, I feel like they may have Sonia win, and then obviously we think Mandy's going to cut her hair, and then what if Mandy takes her aggression out on Sonya and actually buzzes her head instead, like furthering the story. I think that could be really cool. Plus it would give us like a sign of shock value once Mandy loses, because then we know like, oh crap, mandy has got to get her head shaved, which is something that we weren't expecting. But ultimately the obvious outcome will still probably happen, but I would like to see them do something like that. Um, and so later on in the night, Sonya does accept her hair versus hair challenge. And then that's the end of that. Um, next, we have Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss in like an awkward backstage conversation. Um, she's basically telling her how she's sorry that she pushed Alexa the day, the night she was attacked by the fiend and stuff. And Alexa just seems like totally out of it. She's like doesn't know where she is, and like it's very weird. Um, this transitions into a. Backstage interview with Alexa Bliss mentioning, like, how her experience was with The Fiend and her relationship with Braun Strowman, which I thought was cool. They showed, like, reruns of, like, their Mixed Match Challenge days and stuff, and it was weird. It was, ended out of nowhere, but it was definitely, like, confusing, but in a good way, like, if that makes sense. Um, after this, we had Braun Strowman getting interrupted by Alexa Bliss. Um and Alexa Bliss is basically telling her um him how they are friends and despite what happens they she does have feelings for him as a friend and it hurt her feelings that he said that she doesn't give a he doesn't give a damn about her. Um Alexa started just slapping Bray and Bray pick on not Bray, who am I talking about? Oh sorry I'm all messed up today. Um, Alexa started slapping Braun and then Braun picked her up and threw her when the lights went out and then the fiend popped up. Um, I really love this angle because it's like oddly disturbing, but like it's so fun that like I don't want to turn away. I really loved Alexa's performance in this. She like literally gave me chills when she started like screaming at Braun and slapping him. And I'm happy that they picked her for this specific role she can She can definitely pull it off, and I hope this is the start of her becoming a heel again, because if we're being honest, her heel days are her best days. So I'm really excited to see what is in store, and see if this leads anywhere for Alexa as a character. I think it will lead to a split from Nikki, but only time will tell. Um, that is it for this week's review, but as always, there will be my Superstar of the Week um, edition. Basically, Superstar of the Week is I will ask my guests who their Superstar of the Week is, and they will explain why their Superstar of the Week is that person. It can be because they saw them in a promo, in a match, in a backstage segment, something they posted on Twitter, on Instagram, a TikTok they did, um, and so forth. Um, For my Superstar of the Week, I am going to go with... Who am I going to go with? There's a lot of good choices. To be honest, I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss. Um, I really think, like, even though she's not featured on all shows, like people like Sasha and Bailey are, she really showed an aggressive side to her this week that we haven't seen in a while, and it was, like, shocking to me. Um, I really think that if she can find her way back to being a heel, she'll be the top star that she was Because I feel like once she turned face, she kind of diminished down into a mid-card competitor. But if we look back into two years ago, and it was like 2017, 2018 time period, she was pushed to complete stardom. She was Raw Women's Champion. She had matches with Ronda Rousey and people like Sasha Banks. And she was really on her A-game. So I really hope that she can revisit that era and... Just be the top star that she was, because I do miss her as a top star. A lot of people don't, because they said her title reigns are boring and this and that. But I just really enjoyed it. Um, They were always interesting to me. She was great on the mic. She was great at telling the story. And despite whether you don't like her in-ring style or her in-ring technique, you can't deny how over she is with fans and how good she is talking in a story. So... That will be my superstar of the week, and that concludes this episode. Hope you all enjoyed, and stay tuned for next week's episode with my special guests, and hopefully it all works out and everything goes smoothly. Um, they're really excited to be featured ever since this podcast was created, so I hope you all enjoy that. And there will be, um, I do have in the works special planned episodes that won't be weekly reviews, um, and all we'll, I'll get into that a little later in the upcoming weeks, but I do plan on posting specialty episodes, and you'll see what that consists of later on. Um, and yeah, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. You can find me on Fandoms Visuals and Fandoms Visuals with an S on Twitter. I basically post, like, Big Brother feed stuff and WWE stuff. So if you like me on there, you can follow me. If you click the link tree in my bio, it will take you to all my platforms that I'm on. um, For Twitter, for Instagram, and then for my podcast Beyond the Mic. It will take you to a bunch of streaming platforms, just depending on what streaming platform you're listening to this podcast on. So you can listen on Radio Public We're on Google Podcast, we're on Beaker, and most importantly, Spotify. So whatever your preferred streaming platform is, you can click my link, stream my bio, and listen to it as you please. So yes, thank you all for joining, and see you next time on Beyond the Mic.